Well, I waited as long as I could wait. <laughs> My throat was doing well. And then I had to yell at my son, which tore my vocals to shreds. And now I'm back to square one. I can no longer put it off, so I'm going to go ahead and start. I was going to bring back bedtime stories. Let's see how far I can go until, I don't know, either I finish or I say fuck it and scrap it all. irony of uh, what is it loving to talk and not having a voice to do so really frustrates me there was one day where I had to not talk at all <sighs> having to act out your emotions your rage that was pretty difficult I did end up screaming at one point I need to stop doing that. I may have came across with my emotion, but at what cost, right? After a while, I won't be able to do that anymore. <laughs> so, what I wanted to do today, let me fix this because this is way too low. There we go. Is read The Devil with the Three Golden Hairs. Let's see how far I can get into this without tripping. It's only a couple pages, if that. And we'll see how far I can get into this without messing up. I really don't want to. I don't know why. Lately, I am at a loss for words. But as far as reading, it's still a hit and a miss. So we'll see. Yes, this is a Brothers Grimm, the devil with the three golden hairs. My door. Scratching at my door. The devil's a knocking, but he can't come in. Damn cats. Anyway. There was once a poor woman who gave birth to a little son. And as he came into the world with a call on, it was predicted that in his 14th year, he would have a king's daughter for his wife. It happened that soon afterward, the king came into the village, and no one knew that he was the king. And when he asked the people what news there was, they answered, a child has been born with a call on. Whatever he undertakes in life will turn out well. It is prophesied too. Why did I pause like that? <laughs> I'm, William, I'm William Shatner over here. Sorry, anyway. Um, that in his 14th year, he will have the king's daughter for his wife. The king, who had a bad heart, and was angry about the prophecy, went to the parents and, seemingly quite friendly, said, You poor people, let me have your child and I will take care of it. And at first they refused, but when the stranger offered them a large amount of gold for it, and they thought, It is a luck child and everything must turn out well for it. They at last consented and gave him the child. The king put in the box and rode away, with it until he came to a deep piece of water. Then he threw the box into it and thought, I have freed my daughter from her unlooked-for suitor. The box, however, did not sink, but floated like a boat, and not a drop of water made it 
made its way into it. Oh, my ear got itchy. You know, my eyeball. Now adjust. And where am I? Oh, there I am. And it floated within two miles of the king's chief city, where there was a mill, and it came to a standstill at the mill dam. A miller's boy, who by good luck was standing there, noticed it and pulled it out of the hook with a hook, thinking that he had found a great treasure. But when he opened it, there lay a pretty boy inside, quite fresh and lively. <laughs> He took him to the miller and his wife, and as they had no children, they were glad and said, God has given him to us. They took great care of the fondling, and he grew up in all goodness. It happened that once in a storm, the king went into the mill, and he asked the miller and his wife if the tall youth was their son. No, answered they, he's a foundling. Fourteen years ago, he floated down to the mill dam in a box, and the mill boy pulled him out of the water. Then the king knew that it was none other than the luck child, which he had thrown into the water, and he said, My good people, could not the youth take a letter to the queen? I will give him two gold pieces as a reward. <clears throat> just as the king commands, answered they, and they told the boy to get ready. Then the king wrote a letter to the queen, in which he said, as soon as the boy arrives with the letter, let him be killed and buried, and all must be done before I come home. The boy set out with this letter, but he lost his way, and in the evening came to, came to a large forest. In the darkness, he sm he's small, <laughs> He saw a small light. He went towards it and reached a cottage. When he went in, the old woman was sitting by the fire quite alone. She started uh, when she was... Uh, she started when she saw the boy and said, From where do you come and where are you going? I come from the mill, he answered, and I wish to go to the queen to whom I am taking a letter, but I have lost my way in the forest. I should like to stay here overnight. You poor boy, said the woman. You have come into my den of thieves, and when they come home, they will kill you. Let them come, said the boy. I am not afraid, but I am so tired that I cannot go any further. And he stretched himself upon a bench and fell asleep. Soon after the robbers came, and angrily asked what strange boy was lying here. Ah, said the old woman, it is an innocent child who has lost himself in the forest, and out of pity I have let him come in. He has to take a letter to the queen. And the robbers opened the letter and read it, and in it was written that as soon as he arrived the boy should be put to death. Then the 
hard-hearted robbers felt pity, and their leader tore up the letter and wrote another one, saying that as soon as the boy came, he should be married at once to the king's daughter. Then they let him lie quietly on the bench until the next morning. And when he awoke, they gave him the letter and showed him the right way. And the queen, when she had received the letter and read it, did as was was written in it, and had a splendid wedding feast prepared. And the king's daughter was married to the luck child. As the youth was handsome and agreeable, she lived with him in joy and contentment. After some time, the king returned to his palace. I mean, how fucking far is this mill place? <laughs> it sounds like years have gone by. No, sorry, anyway. Uh, after some time, the king returned to his palace and saw that the prophecy was fulfilled, and the luck child married his daughter. How has that come to pass, he said. I gave quite an, another order in my letter. So the queen gave him the letter and said that he might see for himself what was written in it. The king read the letter and saw quite well that it had been exchanged for another. He asked the youth what had become of the entrusted the letter he entrusted to him and why he had brought another instead of it. I know nothing about it, he answered. It must have been changed in the night when I slept in the forest. The king said in a passion, You shall not have everything quite so much on your own way. However, marry, whoever marries my daughter must fetch, fetch me, hell, three golden hairs from the head of the devil. Bring me what I want, and you shall keep my daughter. In this way, the king hoped to be rid of him forever. But the luck child answered, I will fetch the golden hairs. I am not afraid of the devil. Thereupon he took leave of them and began his journey. I thought this was only a couple pages. Hell yeah, it is okay. <laughs> Where are we going? The road led to a large town where the watchman by the gates asked him what his trade was and what he knew. I know everything, answered the luck child. Then you can do us a favor, said the watchman. If you will tell us why our marketplace's fountain, which once flowed with wine, has become dry and no longer gives even water. Then you shall know, answered he. Only wait until I come back. Then he went farther and came to another town. And there also the gatekeeper asked him, what was his trade, and what he knew. I know everything, answered he. Then you can do us a favor and tell us why our tree in our town, which once bore golden apples, now does not even put forth leaves. You shall know that, answered he. Only wait until I come back. Then he went in on and came into a wide river, over which he must go. The ferryman asked him what his trade was, and what he knew. I know everything, answered he. Then can you do me a favor, said the ferryman, and tell me why I must always be rowing backwards and forwards, and no one comes to relieve me. You shall know that, answered he. Only wait until I come back. When he had crossed the water, he found the entrance to hell. It was black and sooty within. The devil was not at home, but his grandmother was sitting in a large armchair. What do you want? She said to him, but she did not look so very wicked. 
I should like to have three golden hairs from the devil's head, answered he. Else I cannot keep my wife. <laughs> that is a good deal to ask for, she said. If the devil comes home and finds you, it will cost you your life. But as I pity you, I will see if I cannot help you. She changed him into an ant and said, Creep into the folds of my dress. You will be safe there. Yes, answered he. So far, so good. But there are three things besides that I want to know. Why a fountain which once flowed with wine has become dry and no longer gives even water. Why a tree once bore golden apples does not even put forth leaves. And why a ferryman must always be going backwards and forwards and is never set free. Those are difficult questions answered she, but only be silent and quiet and pay attention to what the devil says when I pull out three golden hairs. As evening came, the devil returned home. No sooner had he entered than he noticed that the air was not pure. I smell men's flesh, said he. All is not right here. Then he pried into every corner and searched, but could not find anything. His grandmother scolded him. It has just been swept, she said, and everything put in order, and now you are upsetting it again. You have always got man's flesh in your nose. Sit down and eat your supper. When he had eaten and drunk and drunk, he was tired and laid his head in his grandmother's lap. Before long, he was fast asleep, snoring and breathing heavily. The old woman took hold of a golden hair, pulled it out, and laid it down near her. Oh, cried the devil, what are you doing? I've had a bad dream, answered the grandmother, so I seized hold of your hair. What is your dream, then, said the devil. I dreamed of a fountain in a marketplace, from which wine once flowed was dried up and... Not even water flowed out of it. What could be the cause of it? Oh, no. If they did but know it, answered the devil, there is a toad sitting under a stone in the well. If they killed it, the wine would flow again. They went to sleep again and snored until the windows shook. Then she pulled the second hair out. Ouch! What are you doing? cried the devil angrily. Don't get angry, she said. I did it in a dream. What have you dreamt this time? He asked. I dreamt that in a certain kingdom there stood an apple tree which had once bore golden apples, but no, not even bare leaves. What do you think was the reason? Oh, if they did but no, answered the devil, a mouse is gnawing on the root. If they killed this... They would have golden apples again, but if it gnaws much longer, the tree will wither altogether. But leave me alone with your dreams. If you disturb me in my sleep again, you will get a slap in the air. The grandmother spoke gently to him until he fell asleep again and snored. Then she took hold of the third golden hair and pulled it out. The devil, the devil jumped up, roared out, and would have treated her ill if she had not 
quieted him once more and said, Who can help bad dreams? What was the dream then? He asked and was quite curious. I dreamt of a ferryman who complained he must always ferry from one side to another and was never released. What is the cause of it? Ah, the fool, answered the devil. When anyone comes and wants to go across, he must put this oar in his hand, and the other man will have to ferry and will be freed. As the grandmother had plucked out all three golden hairs and the three questions were answered, she let the old serpent alone, and he slept until daybreak. When the devil had gone out again, the woman took out the woman took the ant out of the folds of her dress and gave the love child his human shape again. There are the three golden hairs for you, she said. What the devil said to you to your three questions, I suppose you heard. Yes, answered he. I heard and I will take care to remember. You have what you want, she said, and now you can go your way. He thanked the old woman for helping him in, in his need and left hell, well content that everything had turned out so fortunately. When he came to the ferryman, he was expected to give the promised answer. Ferry me across first, said the luck child, and then I will tell you how you can be set free. And when he reached the opposite shore, he gave him the devil's advice. Next time anyone comes who wants to be ferried over, just put the oar in his hand. He went on and came to the town where the unfruitful tree stood. And there, too, the watchman wanted an answer. So he told him what he had heard from the devil. Kill the mouse, which is gnawing on its root, and it will, <clears throat> and it will again bear golden apples. Then the watchman thanked him and gave him a reward. Two ass, what? Bishop, am I reading that right? Two asses laden with gold, like a like a donkey or a literal literal ass. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess a donkey because it followed, it keeps following him. All right. At last, he came to the town whose well was dry. He told the watchman what the devil had said. A toad is in the well beneath the stone. You must find it and kill it. And the well, again, will give wine in plenty. The watchman thanked him and also gave him two asses laden with gold. Okay, they're not golden asses. They're asses that are Where the fuck is my imagination? Because it's like all way out there. At last, the luck child got home to his wife, who was who was heartily glad to see him again and to hear how well he had prospered in everything. To the king, he took what he had asked for, the devil's three golden hairs. And when the king saw the four asses laden with gold, he was quite content and said, now, all the conditions are fulfilled, and you can keep my daughter. But tell me, dear son-in-law, where did all the gold come from? This is tremendous wealth. I was rowed across the river, he answered, and got it there. The shore is made of gold instead of sand. Oh, the tricky little bastard. Can I too fetch some of it, said the king, and he was quite eager about it. As much as you like, answered he. There's a ferryman on the river. Let him ferry you over, 
and you can you can fill your sacks on the other side. The greedy king set out in all haste, and when he came to the river, he beckoned to the ferryman to put him across. The ferryman came and bade him get in, and when they got to the other shore, he put the oar in his hand and sprang out. But from this time forth, the king had to ferry as a punishment for his sins. Perhaps he is ferrying still. If he is, it is because no one has taken the oar from him. <laughs> well, that was the story of the devil with the three golden hairs from the, the brothers Grimm, I believe. That was cute. That was the first time I've ever read it before. I liked it. Don't they usually have morals? Back in the day, they had morals in the story. I guess don't be so shitty. <laughs> he tricked him out right. <laughs> that was nice. Well, thank you guys ever so much for listening to me today. If you like, go ahead and share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And I'll talk to you on the next one.